Welcome back to the 100th episode of the Mandarin Blueprint podcast. Both Luke and I are here today, at least for the intro. And uh, we did that because we want to commemorate 100 episodes and just say a thank you to the community because it's been a a really great ride. The podcast is definitely a highlight of my, I guess, every fortnight. And uh, yeah, so it's just we wanted to come in and just say thank you for all the engagement in the course. Mm. It's super helpful because every week we're kind of I wouldn't say forced if we just have the opportunity to look at all the feedback coming in, including just people sharing scenes or sharing prop suggestions and stuff like that. And it's just this great um, thing that holds us accountable to uh, what you guys are saying and how to improve the course each week. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, looking at you guys' comments is a, is a daily source of enjoyment, entertainment, and just gets me thinking a lot as well. Um, and you know, especially just delivering it on the podcast. I hope you guys can tell that we do enjoy doing it. Um, and as we get more clients, more members, um, we're probably going to be upping the frequency at some point. Um, mm. But uh, we're not not not, for, not right now. But it's all it's just something we yeah we both look forward to every two weeks. Um, and just wanted to say thanks for that. Yeah, and so just a couple like updates about what we're doing and uh, maybe some ways that you guys can continue to help us. So first of all, just a couple things uh, that are more practical about the course. I- I've been working on um, in phase four, creating these new text tracking videos so that mm-hmm. all of the different stories, short stories, dialogues, opinion pieces, and then into phase five, the longer form stories, they'll all have uh, a video that you can download and save in your phone and use for shadowing that uh, tracks the text as uh, along with the audio. So it's actually great for shadowing because you can put it on your phone, walk around your living room or whatever and see exactly where you are, pause it. It's got the 80% speed and the native speed. And so I'm in the midst of doing that. It's quite laborious, but it's fine. Um, uh, I'm happy to do it because it's I can tell how helpful they're going to be. So mm. we have that to look forward to. And uh, Luke has been working a lot on outreach. So um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we finally, you guys kind of know that we're both fairly perfectionist about the course and we were we were kind of waiting before waiting to get it to the point where we can like be okay we're going to share it with the big influencers out there the big language learning polyglots sort of uh mandarin uh any, anyone in the mandarin field that's it's running a blog or a podcast or any sort of major website we've decided that it's time to start sharing our course with the world properly officially and we're contacting uh, as many people as we can each week uh, in our spare time and just opening up a dialogue with them and seeing if they'll they'll feature us on their podcast or vice versa um, we'll, where they'll put us on our on their resource list. We've already had a little bit of success with that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. We talked to um, the founder of languagemastery.com, John Fotheringham, and uh, he's been an inspiration to us for years. He uh, wrote the book Master Mandarin, which was actually influential in a lot of the theory behind how we built the course. So it was a pleasure to talk to him. That podcast, I think, will be out sometime at the end of August or beginning of September on his uh, website and that you know could be great for us because he's um, he's connected to a lot of other people who also have a lot of language learning followers mm-hmm. and specifically he's obviously in the Mandarin world as well as the Japanese world so if any, anybody is interested in learning uh, Japanese I'd highly recommend checking out uh, Master Japanese's book and of course languagemastery.com yeah um, and John, reached, John really yeah. gets language learning you just know that he's you know he's he's very much uh, we're very much in line with him and vice versa you know we in, in, like like Phil said he was. 
he was one of the, the big inspirations originally when we first were making our when our when our course was nothing but a, a PowerPoint keynote presentation. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were delivering to four people in a, in a borrowed classroom. Yeah, you know, he was one of the original uh, guys that helped us out, sort of uh, finalize the structure. You know, yeah, so. yeah. And so here's how we were thinking that you guys might be able to help. Um, because you've been so helpful so far, it's really like the amount of effort that some people have gone through to, you know, give us feedback. Uh, you know, like I think of people like Tyson, for example, who's mm. constantly sending in like little uh, errors that either our translator made or we put the close delete on the wrong character somewhere because, you know, we're not perfect. So he'll send in these emails like, hey, little tweaks here and there. Oh, you know, this translation was misspelled and stuff like that. And he has no, he doesn't need to do that. He could easily just move on, and he, but he does that anyway. Uh, everybody who's been on a case study with us is taking their time out of their day to to share some people you know dr chris thompson recently wrote this incredible uh you know uh post that we just recently put up that is about some of the academic research that supports mandarin blueprint mm -hmm. and again like that just came out of nowhere he just sent it to us one day yeah. uh it's amazing stuff and so if anybody else wants to kind of uh, contribute and help Mandarin Blueprint grow and for us to have the resources to make the uh, course better even faster, um, here's a few things you could do. One, uh, we have this uh, post, a review that came up on alllanguageresources.com. And the reason that happened was because somebody on the course, uh, do you know who it was actually? I who can't remember, but it was uh, in the actual review itself. All Language Resources, got, if you guys aren't aware of it, it's a fantastic website. It's just what it sounds like. It's just, a, and it's it's got ev aggregated all of the major resources. I can't see one that's missing, and I've I've used all of them, um, and uh, reviews them. Uh, also, just gives you great like resource lists, YouTube pod podcasts, whatever you want to, whatever you want to learn any language. And we're on there now, and they reviewed us without uh, I didn't even know about it. And I think the reason was uh, someone on our course was on their newsletter and they said, hey, by the way, uh, Mandarin Blueprint's great. You should check it out. It'll be great on your website. And that's yeah. probably going to help us in a big way, uh, that small gesture. Um, I actually, I had a, it wasn't a case study. It was just a, I, we just got, I got on the phone um, with uh, Gareth, uh, Gareth Edwards, I believe, uh, recently. Yes. And just to help him out with his uh, Anki. Uh, and uh, one thing he said at the end, he's like, I love your course. How can I help you? And I said, mm -hmm. well, have you got half a million dollars? And he said, no. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> if, if you haven't got loads of money to invest in us, then what you could do, the only thing, in fact, the best thing you could do right now is just spread the word. Not just to your friends, that's great, that's fantastic. Friends and family, yes, please. Uh, and we have an affiliate program as well, so you can definitely make something from that. But I'm thinking more like if you if you could talk to if you're a member or you're on someone's list you get you're interested in someone else's newsletter, uh, someone else's blog, shoot them a message. Someone that you might think might be influential and might be able to help us, mm -hmm. um, because your view as their as their subscriber or their customer is worth much more than ours. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. And and there's lots of possibilities. There's you know podcasts, YouTube channels, um, mm. you know blogs. Uh, you know, somebody who's written a book about language acquisition, mm -hmm. you know, getting in touch with people like this and just informing them that Mandarin Blueprint exists, sharing a little bit about your experience and, you know, um, g giving them our email or just telling them, hey, you should check this out. It it's surprisingly helpful how how much 
you know, that influences people's um, feelings about us if we then mm. contact them. You know, the mm -hmm. fact that they were contacted by somebody else. And um, social media as well. If you're on Reddit, yeah. you're on Reddit and someone's like, what's Mandarin Movement about? Or make a post about us. Uh, do it on Quora, whatever, it, where, wherever you are. Facebook, just, you know, just anything and everything will help. Yeah. And all, um, you know, you guys who are listening to this are people who are, uh, interested in Mandarin Blueprint, you're committed to the course. You're, you're, I mean, you're listening to our podcast. So, you know, I think that it's, I'll, I'll level with you a little bit. We're at a place where, you know, we're making a little bit of a profit as a company, but it's just a little. So if we really hit it now, we can get to a point where we're very secure. And if we're secure, what that means is that we're going to be able to continue to focus all of our attention uh, and all of our resources on making the course even better for you, giving you guys an expansion, um, making the current materials richer. And so, you know, we're in a situation where we're not Luckily, because we're making a little bit of a profit, that means that we're not like imminently going to go bankrupt, which is great. But, you know, we're also not in the place where we feel like, okay, I'm certain that five years from now, Mandarin Blueprint will definitely still be still be good. So that's why if you guys help with these types of things, this is exactly what gets us over the hump. And so if you're interested in supporting that, and of course, also, I mean, you know, this is obviously a, bold, a little bit of a bold ask, but if you do know somebody who is interested in uh, investing in an app for Mandarin Blueprint, you know, that's opening the channels of communication there is something we're also open to. So, uh, but mostly everybody, I just want to thank you for, you know, we started this podcast in January of 2019, right when we released the course. And, uh, as we say, it's been this great source of, uh, enjoyment for everyone. So we weren't really, we didn't have anything in mind about, you know, any sort of financial success and we still don't really, that's still not the main the reason why we're talking about the, the money side of things and uh, where we are is purely because we want to keep doing what we're doing. Oh yeah, we're not, we're not trying to do this. Uh, once we get, once we're millionaires, we'll run out. <laughs> we're yeah, literally yeah. we want to make it easier for everyone to learn Chinese, yeah. and I think we're doing that in a huge way. I see everyone's when everyone gets to level thirteen and they're just like, I can read and understand Chinese, and or I can I can I, every, the taxi driver understands everything I say. It just that's why we do it. Thanks so much, everyone, and we'll transition now to the uh, the main podcast. And uh, you know, just thanks again, and we'll we'll um, you know keep doing this every week. Hello, and welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast, episode one hundred. Thank you guys for listening today. I hope you enjoyed that little preamble as well. Really meant everything we said. We're so happy to do this every week. Uh, it's it's a, the highlight of our every fortnight, rather, for each of us. Um, so today we're going to talk about a grammar point, chula. It's a connector, or as you might know in boring grammar speak, conjunction, and which basically means just connecting one uh, piece of the sentence to another. So, chula is a really uh, common one, and it's going to be very useful. Something you'll be able to apply immediately. And there's two major uses uses for it. Two different contexts which you'll be using this word. So the first one would be chula plus a known quantity. So the first context is if you want to emphasize that there's more than meets the eye in a situation. In fact, I suppose this is the, the less common of the two contexts. I would guess that based on my experience learning Chinese. So you say 除了 and then something you a known quantity of something. Uh, so except for this, there's also this. That's basically what we're trying to communicate. So except for 除了 this uh, known quantity, 以外, 
you can add ey as optional that's why we put it in brackets and then you would go on that's the first part of the sentence and then you would go on to add hayo also there's also and then you would say what else that is there and the second context would be this this is the most common way i suppose you would want to make a general statement with a clearly defined exception so you would just say chula and then you would say the exception first and then so it's saying except for these guys or except for this thing EY, and then a generalization. So let's jump into the sentences to make sure this is all a lot clearer. Now, Chula, despite the fact that it has two different usages, it's still very straightforward. So we won't need that many sentences to get the point across. Let's start with sentence one. Obviously, that's kind of redundant, isn't it, Luke? Um, so the first one here is, 我除了要完成今天的工作以外，还有另外的事情要完成。so apart from or except for having to finish today's work, I have another thing I want to finish up. So 我除了要完成今天的工作以外, so 要完成今天的工作, work that I have to finish today, uh, sorry, having to finish today's work, 以外, apart from doing this, 还有另外的事情, 还有, there's still another thing I want to finish up, 完成, finish. So notice here that, again, you've got the EY. You can always remove the EY if you like, but it, you know it's, it's a habit of mine. I've mentioned this before. I like to say the full version, as long as it doesn't change the meaning, as long as it doesn't make it too formal, in which, which in this case it doesn't. It doesn't really change the meaning at all. Um, I like to say the full version because as a speaker, I, it gives me a little bit of extra time, and especially if you add... 那个 or 就是 or 呢 at the end. So, for example, I could say, if I was sort of thinking on the spot, which I usually am, of course, most of us will be, uh, and I want to make sure I say the next part really well. You know, I need, I want to give myself an extra second or two to make that connection in my brain. So I might say, 我除了要完成今天的工作以外呢, and maybe even a little pause as well, you know, and uh, they'd be like, 还有另外一个事情，sorry，另外的事情要完成。So um, that's yeah, that's uh, something that I would do. So let's move on to sentence two and see if we can really grasp this structure. This time we're not going to say 还有, we're just going to say 除了 and then 以外, which again is optional. Okay, so let's have a look at sentence two. 最近几年，that means recent years or during the past several years. 除了，except，for，有一些，有一些特别想要宝宝的人以外，so apart from those who really want babies, apart from those people，不少人，a lot of people，都不太想生宝宝，都不太想生宝宝。So lots of people don't want to have babies. That's how that would translate. So now, by the way, guys, I don't know if this is true. This is just a sentence one of our writers, uh, I think this one was Annie, just, just made up. So <laughs> this is, we're not actually saying this is true at all. It's just a grammar lesson. So I keep saying that we can remove the EY, right? So let's look at a sentence where we don't say EY. Uh, this is sentence three. It's from level 25 of the Mandarin Blueprint method. You'll unlock this at that point. 除了衣服, except for clothes, 还有别的东西要拿吗? Do you want to take anything else? Apart from clothes, 还有别的东西要拿吗? 拿 is to take, just as in you're taking with you to go somewhere, perhaps. 
Now let's move on to the last sentence here. Again, this is just another generalization. So, so far we've had two hayos. We've had two ones where you're, you're, you have a known quantity and then you're adding more on uh, with the yifl, for example, in the last sentence. And now we're going to do one more sentence, which is a, another generalization uh, with an exception. So let's do that. So this is except for people with great metabolisms. Xin is uh, metabolism in Chinese. So apart from those people, so except for those people with great metabolisms, everyone who eats McDonald's often frequently gets fat. So there you go, Chula is pretty much just that. It's those two contexts. Uh, so you'll unlock most of these sentences in the Mandarin Blueprint method. Uh, you can go and check out the grammar tag shown on screen here. If you are on the course, you can just click on that grammar tag in your flashcards and you'll see all of those example sentences with this grammar structure uh, in, uh, in one place. You can go and review them uh, individually if you like. All right, so I hope that was helpful, guys. Let's move on. All right, let's move on to the messages and comments and emails that we've got from you this week. Lots of good ones. So we'll start off with Rick Santos, who just says, uh, Dear Luke and Phil, sorry for the late reply. One of the many good things about the Mandarin Blueprint, which I benefit from, is that both Luke and Phil have, quote unquote, been there and done that. <laughs> and then they even go beyond just that. They have empathy for the rest of us. And they set up this MBP, uh, Mandarin Blueprint, uh, to help us learners correct our mistakes and avoid new ones, provide new techniques and help us to get 90% success. All this because they saw where their mistakes were, how their wrong methods they took and, and, uh, and now they resolve to help us avoid them. With MBP, I can even track my progress. I'm not a newbie in Mandarin. I am a returnee learner for a couple of years, on and off free YouTube picker of wonderful tips and tidbits, lots of easy lessons, etc. I have hundreds of words in my arsenal. I just do not know where I place the words, so I still cannot speak Mandarin. Yep, uh, I freeze before I can speak Mandarin to someone. Hopefully, with this method, I can achieve speaking Mandarin by following step-by-step -step the flashcards prepared by MBP and by using the hands moving method efficiently. I am pursuing my desire to learn Mandarin and speak it fluently in the upcoming months with the MBP. To Luke and Phil and the MBP team, <laughs> thank you for the hard work, making it easy to follow you, Rick. Thank you a lot. Thank you a lot. Thank you very much, Rick, uh, for that. I really appreciate that, mate. Um, yeah, it's a really common situation. You know, you learn a bunch of words using apps or listen and repeat programs, online digital flashcards. Um, hundreds, sometimes even thousands in my case. And and maybe even you smart and you learn characters too individually and you learn loads of characters as well. But the, the tough part is how to piece it together, how to go from having all these indivi individual pieces of information floating around your in your head to actually reading and listening and, and speaking and acquiring and it's all piecing all together. And that's where you need a blueprint. That's where you need a plan of some kind. Um, yeah, so I like to think that's that's what we've helped a lot of people out with. Uh, Tammy Liu from uh, email just says, I don't know why I keep saying just says. These are really long messages. <laughs> so she doesn't just say, she's saying a lot. Um, Tammy says, how about that? I wanted to share my thoughts about the course with you as I've been enjoying the course. A little background about myself. I'm nearly fluent at speaking and listening, but no, probably less than 100 characters in Chinese because I immigrated at a young age, but kept contact with my relatives. 
I've been trying to learn characters with various methods throughout my life, from Chinese grade school books ooh, uh, to searching up, to looking up family conversations in the dictionary and made little progress. I dream to be able to read Chinese books and one day wow my family by reading Dream of the Red Chamber or feel more like a native when I visit China. That's so funny. You say Hong Lo Meng, Hong Lo Meng, Dream of the Red Chamber, because another, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. I think, uh, yes, uh, Bardin, Sarah Bardin, I believe, uh, recently sent in a uh, really nice um, article. That's like a case study, just reviewing the course and her experiences. And uh, she has a either fiance or husband. Yes, husband who's Chinese and that's her dream too. She wants to be able to read Red Chamber, uh, Dream of the Red Chamber, which is just weird. It's just a bit of synchronicity there. Hong Lo Meng. It's like a, it's, I've never actually tried to read it. I might, I might do that. It seems to be all the rage. I'm very glad I came across your course because I found that it's an easy way for me to make progress since the material is, is there, is all there in a digestible way that's laid out for me. Yes, we've done all the legwork for you. It's so much easier to watch videos than read a book in silence when starting off. Yeah. I admit I was skeptical at first. Lots of people are. Um, but recently it feels like uh, I'm finally getting the hang of things and learning more characters I previously didn't know about. I skipped most of the pronunciation course, uh, but now I wonder if there are parts that would be valuable for me to watch, as most of my habits are from experience and habit rather than understanding. Well, that's a tough one. I'd have to hear you speak. Uh, but if you've been speaking since you were young, you've probably got great pronunciation. Uh, there are situations like, for example, a friend of mine's uh, wife, she moved to Australia when she was eight years old from China. Uh, so of course she was absolutely fluent, but now she speaks fluently in Chinese, but with a heavy Australian accent. Um, that's just something that, but she's got no problem understanding and no problem communicating whatsoever, just a very heavy accent. So yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, who knows? You might, you might pick up a thing or two. I do have some feedback about the course that I think could improve the experience as well. It would be awesome if there were, was a way for people like me to get a condensed version of the Pronunciation Mastery course or even clearer guidance on where to start Mandarin Blueprint for someone in my position. It felt awfully dry at first until I started encountering characters I didn't recognize. Yeah, so this is a, I can understand this. If you're fluent in Chinese already, which the course is not aimed at, to be fair, um, then yeah, we, we spend a lot of the six hours uh, of the meat of the course teaching over 200 words and phrases and we mainly we use that as a way or like vehicles for practicing the sounds which is way more fun than drilling um, because people can learn survival Chinese you know uh, how to get by in Chinese at the same time as picking up native pronunciation uh, but we do uh, there's other parts where we like, oh, really want to include this word as an example and maybe it's not 100% necessary to pick up the pronunciation so I think that's, it could be a good idea because we have a ton of people who have experience learning Chinese. Uh, they're maybe even intermediate or higher. I've had people uh, join our course that have passed the HSK 5 already, but they, they, uh, they wanted to relearn certain things and what, what have you. Um, there's certainly a way we could, um, we could make like a fast track uh, for the, both the pronunciation and the main course as well. We'll definitely consider doing that. Um, but we've got, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we should be able to get around to that at some point soon. Uh, next, we've got in some of the earlier videos, the logo tends to obstruct the cat. Okay, by the way, like, we're getting this sorted out because we've had a, a bunch of people because um, I, you know, it was 
we're, we're all bootstrapped, right? So I had a, we up, upgraded our logo for the final time uh, a couple of years or a year ago. And I had a friend go through and he kind of did it in a lazy way as a, fr a friend who's a video editor. And he just he just control, you know, uh, what do you call it? Control V just just pasted the logo in every second of every video. And it, it didn't go through. And anyway, so it blocks sometimes uh, in the pronunciation course. But we're actually in the process of removing that logo right now. So in a few weeks, it should all be sorted. Uh, I'd, another, another point for improvement. It'll be really great if there was an autoplay feature. Oh, okay, so I've also got a story about this. Uh, so the autoplay thing is a function that Kajabi has, which is where we run our videos, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, it, the, it, it will, we can set it to like two seconds or 10 seconds or 30 seconds, it will autoplay, but then it just doesn't play. <laughs> so, and Kajabi just haven't got around to fixing it. They have, they have other stuff that they, well, they want to do too. So. Um, which you would think would they would get around to sorting out it's a pretty important function, but you know we we don't own Kajabi, so we can't tell them what to do, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, overall it's been fun, and I'm really looking forward to how much more I'll learn and how close I can get to achieving my Chinese goals. I'm also happy to share more feedback anytime in the future. Take care, and thank you for for, cre for creating this course. Cheers, Tammy. Yeah, thank you for getting in touch, Tammy. Thank you for spending the time to write all that. Um, and you know we probably will chat soon uh, if you keep making your way through the course. Christopher Thompson uh, on Nungli. It's a new vocabulary unlock Nungli, which means ability. He says, so for this sentence, do you think appearances or um, which do you think is more important? Do you think appearances are important or do you think Nungli is more important? So I actually translated it in Chinglish just then, didn't I? Just out of, ha just, just out of I don't know, because I'm not a very good translator. Uh, but in Chinese, this actually means, even though uh, it's not actually, there's no comparison word. We're not using, um, we're not using like, uh, is this more important? There's, no, there's nothing that says that in the sentence, but that's the meaning that it expresses in Chinese. And uh, Christopher was initially very understandably confused by that. But I thought I'd share this comment because I think a lot of people were confused about that. In fact, this is a relative, something that I learned uh, very, relatively recently, I would say, like uh, maybe a couple of years ago, I, I when I say learn, I mean learn. Like I learned, like in, in as a, what, to teach it. You know, I already acquired this rule, but I'd never consciously thought about it. And I was like, oh yeah, that is, that is a strange thing about Chinese. If you're not understanding what I'm saying, I'll, I'll, I'll go into a bit more detail in a second. You will. He says there doesn't seem to be a comparison word. That is something to indicate that I need to choose which is more important. As another example, if I asked, would the implication be that if both men are tall, is that I'm asking which one is taller? The answer is yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that's, that's just a, a thing in, uh, in Chinese. So if I was if I was looking at, let's imagine this, if I was looking out into a scenery, like a, some mountainous scenery, I was, I was like, wow, this is beautiful, etc. That mountain is the tallest. And someone disagrees. He's literally just saying that mountain big. And I'm saying that mountain big. But what it means is, what it shows in Chinese is, that is the biggest, or bigger, you know, either way, really. So, um, yeah. 
and, and it would be the same in the question that you just asked in a, in a very well, which is, 你觉得这个男人高, do you think, sorry, you think this man is tall? 还是, or this man, that man is tall. 那个男人高. It would just, it would be exactly the same thing. Do you think this one is taller? Okay. So this is just something about Chinese. Keep an eye out for it and uh, try and look for some more sentences where this appears, this sort of comparison. There'll be many more on the course as well that you'll find. Another one from Chris, Christopher, sorry. He says, a couple of questions about this sentence. 那,那你知道那些有名的外国人? First, I see many sentences that begin with na. The na seems to have no necessary grammatical purpose, but works, I guess, like so in English. Sometimes so implies a connection to a previous statement. For example, a friend tells me that she was at a party last night. I might say, so you're a little hungover this morning, eh? Because that's a, that conclusion follows her statement. On the other hand, I might approach a group of friends and ask, so what are you doing? So, what are you up to? Just as a way of sort of ice-breaking, like starting the conversation, right? Which simply softens the question. Is that about right? Uh, actually, I've never really... Nah, like, nah is always a, it, the first example you show where it's connecting to something that's going on. You don't usually just uh, start, a, uh, start a conversation with nah. Nah, nah relates to what's going on. So, so if someone says, for example... Uh, so a little bit late, I'm going to go home. And someone, you know, you're out at a bar or something, and someone's just like, It's like, you're not going to drink with us anymore? Like, you're done? Yeah. No, so, na is related to what I said. I've never really heard, like, heard or seen, I could be wrong, but I don't, yeah, I've never really heard or seen someone just start a conversation like, nah, like, So, do you want a beer? It's just, nah. Not really something I've heard. So um, another very, uh, just a very good question from Christopher. I'm very, very uh, impressed by these questions. So that's why I want to share them. Second, what about 知道? Is this a different no than the one, well, 认识, yes. Yeah, so 知道 and 认识 are different, right? So I know, and, and Chris got it right in his assumption. He says, is it like the difference between conocer and saber in Spanish? Conocer is to know someone, as in like you know them, I believe. I'm, I'm, Spanish is rubbish, but uh, I know that person. Like he's my brother or he's my friend, I know him. Whereas saber is like, oh, I know of that person. I know that thing. Oh, yeah, I know. I've heard of Brad Pitt. I know him. But obviously you don't know him, you know. Uh, in Spanish, you use the first for people, meaning you recognize them. Uh, they're familiar to you. You don't use the latter for people, but for subject matter or skills. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so you might say that you celebrities, exactly, that's what I just said, meaning you know their names and faces, but you're not friends with them, but means I actually know you. Correct. Well done. Yes. That is how it goes. William Beeman on It's a Word. Ta. Hi, would you explain the double use of le? This is a really common question we get. Uh, and it's, again, under, completely understandably. This is, a, this is another one of those weird Chinese things. <laughs> it's just unique to Chinese. The double use of le. 我在他家里住了一年了，住了一年了。So I lived le for a year le, and many other sentences. This seems to be a standard construction in Mandarin, and it would help to know more about the grammatical logic governing its use. It can be learned rote, but better to know how it works. Yeah, sure. So le basically means 
it's still happening. So, oh, sorry, double le. So, if you have du le, yi nian le, that means he's still living there, but so far, he's lived there for a year. But if I just had the first le and not the second one, that could mean I'm talking about 20 years ago. I, 20 years ago, I lived at this guy's house for a year. All right, so it's not necessarily talking about any specific time. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's it, really. Simple stuff. That's, that's the cool thing about Chinese grammar. And I guess, you know, this is also occurs in other languages too. But uh, with Chinese, because of the way the characters and the words are, they're like chunks of information. And the grammar structures are very straightforward. And there's not really many weird rules. <laughs> like, oh, this applies here, but doesn't apply in this other 20 situations. You know, so it does, look, English, I think, has some of that. Uh, it's pretty... It's pretty standard. Once you know the rule, that's it. You just apply it. <laughs> I can't think of many examples in Chinese where it's like, okay, this this rule is is this is this case except for this case, and the, the complexity is is fairly minimal, which I like. It's just those characters that you have to master. Once you master the characters and words, putting them together is pretty easy, relatively. Michaela Ellison on uh, it's a word xia, which means down. Um, oh, so this is this. I think that this is related to something I said in a podcast once. So someone was like um, asking a question because uh, you know, 上个月上个星期 like shang means on, right? So draw the shang on the table uh, or up, 往上, and 下 is uh, under or uh, down, you know, or below. Um, so, but but then to to use shanga singti as last week and shanga yu as last month, or or xiaga yu xiaga singti as next week, it just seems weird because we don't see time that way, you know. But uh, I said at the time, I was I, I always this is how someone taught me, and I can't remember who taught me this, but it just worked for me. I said, imagine Chinese time starts at the top, starts in the sky, and it goes down, and in your at your eye level, it's the present. But then the present moment is here, and then you go down, which is fairly abstract, kind of a weird way to describe it, and maybe it works for some people. But this is actually the way Michaela describes it is actually better. I think Ija also uh, gave me this idea. She's, and she says uh, the, a way to envision this, so you can remember the idea that shang on on week, on last week, shang xingqi means last week, and xia xingqi means next week. It's a good way to remember. So she says, I've always found it helpful to think of a calendar, especially a list for you. Uh, a list view type you might see in planners, but any calendar works. You look up in the list to see a previous day and down in the list to see future days. For a hanging calendar, you would turn the page from the top to see the last month. So you'd flip, yeah, shang uh, yeah, and flip up the bottom page, xia yeah, such a, it's just such a cool, uh, it's way better than what I said. <laughs> Yeah. So anyone out there who wants to remember Shang and Xia, like which one do you use for next and, and last, you know, imagine the calendar. Thank you, Michaela. Uh, Christopher Thompson again on vocabulary for uh, Gong Jin. <laughs> uh, I think this is asking about someone's weight. So if someone asks you about your weight, he says, would a correct response to the above question be, now, 不关你的事, means none of your business, none of your business in uh, Chinese. Um, if you want a more rude one, you could say guan ni pi shi. I think it's guan or is it gan? Or maybe it could be both. I've only heard people say it, I've never seen it written, so 
Guan Ni Pi Shi, like Pi means fart. So it's like, I, oh, I can't translate that. <laughs> but I don't even know what that, how, how would you translate that literally? Um, but yeah, that's, that's if you want to go a bit, bit heavier with it. I will mention as well, I'm just on a little side tangent about that. I, I, the reason why I remember Gan Ni Pi Shi, Gan Ni Pi Shi, it's like, you know, as in to do, Gan Ni Pi Shi. Um, I remember that very clearly from a scene in this beautiful film called E. E. I don't know the tones exactly for that, but it's Y I Y I, as in, you know, E E, the number one twice. Um, and it's just a beautiful film. I recommend it to everyone. It's fantastic. Uh, obviously, it's Taiwanese. It's, it's, it's you know they're speaking Mandarin, uh, and it's just a, it's a lovely film. So yeah, just check that film out. There's definitely a scene where they where a woman says Gan Ni Pi Shi. So I'm not sure if it's <laughs> Gan is she saying Gan because it's a Taiwanese or if it's another way in Mandarin, standard Mandarin that you can say. Uh, so let me know in the comments if, if you know that. Uh, I, I should have probably, I could easily look that up. I could easily have looked that up and looked way smarter before the podcast, but you know, I didn't bother. Sorry about that. Uh, another one from Christopher Thompson. Uh, again, it's a great question. So it's, it's definitely getting in the podcast. He says, I think I read somewhere in the combination Bu Ting Hua, Bu Ting Hua. Uh, my sense was that it meant disobedient, as in doesn't listen to what I say. So, would mean my son is disobedient. Yeah, or very disobedient, sure. Um, so I think, yeah, so literally doesn't listen to my words, you know, the words that I'm saying, or just words in general. Um, and funny enough about this, it's something, that, again, it's something that I coincidentally realized consciously uh, very recently, like I'm talking like a couple of months ago, like you think that would be literally, I always sort of literally say as uh, thought it was, you know, he's he's obedient because he listens to what I say or what his elders say specifically. But um, it doesn't have to be that. It's just basically a good kid, a, a well-behaved kid, polite, understands manners, this sort of thing. So it's generally used in that way. Or, and it goes the other way too, of course. It's just generally disobedient. Naughty. Uh, the next one here is from John Morrison uh, on Guanxi. He unlocked this word. And he says, I found this last sentence. Very interesting. Can you explain how this pattern is different? And very helpful in understanding Chinese grammar. So what John is referring to here, I think, is the jigaren on the end. Why is that there? What does it do? What's the function that it's serving? Um, well, I'll I'll give you the translation in English with and without it. So, 不过, but 我真不喜欢小天这个人. So it's like saying I, but I really don't like 小天, this this guy Xiaotian. I really don't like this guy Xiaotian. Um, whereas without it, it would just be like I really don't like Xiaotian. Being very direct. Well, they're both direct. I'm just I think that 这个人 is just like. This guy, I really don't like this Xiao Tian guy. You know, it's, it's an extra sort of looking down on this person. It's an extra, it's just a way of saying, you get the idea. If you're a native English speaker, especially, you'll understand the difference there. And that's all it's doing. And you can also do that with, you can just say, Ni Jigaren. You know, I really don't like you, this guy. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right, I guess, in that context, but it just adds that extra scorn on the end, you know. This next comment uh, is, uh, I think, would be useful for someone on the course, uh, as well as giving an insight into, for people not on the course, the Mandarin Blueprint Method, what it might be like. 
Uh, uh, Christopher again says, uh, I agree with most everything Luke and Phil have said in the video above, as well as what Al Roy, a very uh, prominent commenter on our, on our course, said in his comment below. I frequently encounter stuff I don't understand, but I usually try not to worry about it. As children, when we were learning our first language, we encountered input all the time that was beyond our understanding. But we got it eventually, and even that input was that was incomprehensible at the time contributed to our eventual mastery. In case this helps others, let me share what I do. Every time I'm working in MB, uh, by the way, I completely agree with that. Um, that's another reason why children just generally, uh, I think, learn languages smoother. I wouldn't say overall faster, but I mean, they do learn languages faster, but I think adults are capable of learning languages faster with the right methods and uh, time investment. But that's that's another tangent. But um, children uh, don't have that emotional stuff that comes with getting things wrong, or I have to know what that was, you know, that what was said. I have to get in order to understand. I used to read. I, I give this example fairly often. Like I used to read Garfield books. I used to love them. Um, and uh, when I was, you know, when I was a kid, I would just sit there just reading Garfield comic after Garfield comic, and it was American. I was a young like you know sort of 10 year old eight year old british kid and there were so many mentions of uh things i had no idea what it was so many americanisms and just american words american concepts and just adult concepts as well that i was just like what but it didn't care you know what next next strip uh, i'd just laugh anyway because <laughs> you know but yeah so um yeah but i didn't care didn't care just go to the next one and even if you're reading like a book or a, a short story or something like that, uh, it's, usually it's not a big deal, just skip over it. Try and uh, see what you can find in the next sentence. Okay, so let's get back to this. He says, uh, in case it helps others, let me share what I do. Every time I'm working on MB, uh, I have extra tabs open on my browser. First, I have Google Translate. This way I can copy and paste something to hear what it sounds like, even a crappy computerized voice, or remind myself of opinion and maybe get another also usually not great translation. I have a tab for typing in Chinese, Arch Chinese. That's a great website. Uh, this allows me to try to create sentences myself that use some new character or a bit of grammar. I also usually have Google Doc open so that I can add questions for my Chinese language partner. This combination really helps, as to ha does having Anki open for looking up new stuff we have already covered. And of course, posting questions here. Phil and Luke do an excellent job of responding to questions. 非常感谢,非常感谢哥们儿,哥们儿 <laughs> means bro. Uh, so that's that's a great little tip. And I would also like uh, you guys to start using italki more. Um, we're going to make a little, I think I, I want to make a little video to put in the course somewhere. Um, but that's the question is, you know, when, when should people start using uh, teachers, tutors? And the answer really is uh, up to you. It's answered when you feel comfortable. But also, if I say that, there's going to be a lot of introverts or people with not that much money, for example, or they're using money for other things who might put it off too long. Um, and I have to tell you guys that uh, getting a tutor at least once a week, one hour, that's about 15 bucks an hour for a good teacher, tutor on italki. Um, maybe 10 to $15. Um, it'd be worth the money, worth it. And, you know, maybe two or three or four or five a week if you can. That's a lot of time there. But uh, you'll, you'll uh, you know, you'll and start practicing some of the stuff that you're learning, you're inputting, you're listening and reading um, during uh, fr from our course or from other resources. 
Uh, it's it's like uh, it's it's similar to listening comprehension, you know, uh, immersion. I highly recommend you guys uh, start with that now, like uh, not just following our course, but also using the audio files that we give you, play them in the background, uh, and just keep them on low volume if it bothers you. Don't turn it off. You know the, the, the sort of immersion skills um, that we talk about in, in various places in the course. Uh, start doing that early, as well as and start doing iTalki early too. Earlier than you might think you're ready. Start speaking. Start writing with them. Whatever you want to do with them, get get some sort of output practice, guided output, um, and start listening as well. On top of the course, you know the good thing about the listening, by the way, is that you can do it whilst you're doing other stuff. So you can be doing the course and have some stuff on in the background as like extra. But it's a slow burn, you know, especially the listening. It's a slow. It's, it's, it takes a while to before you start seeing results from that. But uh, the results are guaranteed. You definitely every hour that you listen is is going to be worth it. So that's just a side note there. Oh, by the way, whilst I'm just going off on endless tangents. Uh, I might as well mention I've had like an upgrade I, in a few a few podcasts ago. I mentioned uh, what I was doing with my comics. So uh, I, I showed you a video of my uh, screenshots that I made from my comics that I read uh, regularly. And uh, every time I see uh, a, a strip or a box that I like or with a word that I didn't know or, or a word that I'd like to acquire properly that I've heard before maybe, I zoom in, make sure it's nicely framed and then I take a screenshot. And then I transform that into a Anki flashcard. And that's what I was doing. I was just looking at the images without bothering to do any sort of covering up the, the letters or whatever. And it was OK. But I'd find it uh, overly time consuming because sometimes there's a lot of text on on the uh, on the card. And uh, I'd be like, what, why did I take a picture? What am I trying to learn here? So I finally got around to applying image occlusion. So this is an Anki add-on. Uh, where you can cover up, well, anything really, but Chinese characters in our case, right? And it, it's it's not that time consuming to create, actually. You know, you can do one one card every three, five seconds, uh, maybe 10 seconds in total, including all the whole process. So 10 seconds for each card, six cards a minute, you know, five minutes is like 40, 50 cards. So, um, and you do that every day, five minutes, you, you you'll never be able to do all of them. Do you know what I mean? So uh, it's it's much far. It's very it's very worth it, and it makes the whole process of reviewing these comic scenes or whatever much quicker. Now you're listening to this. Maybe you're lower level when you're you're not ready for comics yet. Um, in which case you can try man manga Mandarin. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Mandarin man manga. Look that up. But uh, it's an app that's just for low level comics. And it looks great. So that's an example of something you could use if you're a lower level. Uh, but yeah, so just something that I've been doing. So I've, there should be a video playing next to me where you can see that, uh, see how, how it looks. And it's, it's worth time, I think. Uh, I'm getting a lot out of it. So let's move on there to the next question. So or comment rather, John McCann, level 14 complete. Well done, John. As I've now completed level 14, I am beginning to struggle less with learning individual characters. I know the sentences are simple, but they help me to unlock, quote unquote, a word or two I may have forgotten along the way. And I have also picked up a lot of sentence structure, so much easier than studying Russian, French, or Italian. And I do a lot of individual character reviews in addition to Anki, but my speed is picking up. 
Well done, John. Cheers, mate. This next one here is from Tristan, uh, level 19. So Tristan's doing really well too. Uh, he says, the video mentioned, I think this is a video, I accidentally mentioned this in, uh, in a recent podcast and it was put in a video. So the video uh, mentioned that these levels still have the level completion videos and emails. Unfortunately, I haven't seen either in quite a while. I found those to be some of the most motivating aspects of the course. Would love to see more emails videos in the future. Yes, we are, funny enough, we're actually in the process of making more videos. Uh, for anyone that's not receiving your emails, you need to turn on notifications. You only get, because they come directly from Kajabi system. If you've turned off your marketing emails, and we don't send you any marketing emails anyway through Kajabi, uh, so you can just turn them on. Um, but that's how you get emails from us. So if, you, if you're way into the course and you haven't received an email, like a congratulatory, you've got a lot to look forward to um, because we have, you need to turn that on. Go into your settings and turn on mar marketing emails and you'll get your nice big emails. And uh, Phil, Phil wrote most of these and they're really well done. Um, they are. They just you know talks about what you can do, what what you've learned, um, uh, what grammar you'll be able to uh, wield now that you've learned certain characters and words, um, and what you've got to look forward to in the next levels. And so, but in regards to videos, no, we don't have videos for after level thirty six, but we're going to do them. No, sorry, after level twelve actually, uh, we don't have those anymore. But we're going to work on those right now. We're doing that right now. In fact. Um, we've already done like two each, uh, for levels fourteen to levels thirteen to uh, nineteen, I think, something like that. We've done, we've already knocked out a few, um, and once we've uh, finalised them, we'll start uploading them gradually. Okay. Nathan Holiday on uh, Anki Dex Inside level six complete. He says, in the early stages, I used Homer Simpson for my prop on Cole instead of the big lips, and I didn't realize how often this one was going to come up. I also have a couple of other ones that I wanted to change, but I'm not sure if it's a great idea. In the grand scheme of things, it's still pretty early, so my question is, what's your take on changing props and going back and re-encoding? I love that, re-encoding. Uh, at this stage, level six, yeah, it's fine. Um, if it was like level 26, I'd be like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> you know. Um, it just, um, but even if it was that late in the game, uh, your brain knows. You know, you know, your brain is. Um, you'll be able to figure it out. But it'll just add that extra second or two. Of like, wait a minute, was that? You know, you, you know. So you don't want to be second guessing yourself. Yeah, but you can do it. It's not a big deal. Homer Simpson can go. Oh, Jackie Vinters on make a movie for Xiong. Uh, he asked, uh, "Can I ask how does Xiong differ from Gurga?" This is a really common question, and it's all about morphemes. If you look at any um, it's a word lesson, this in fact, this is why the it's a word lesson exists, because a lot of characters are just characters, and they, have, they all have meaning. Every single character has meanings, uh, meaning. They're all morphemes. That's what a morpheme is. They're chunks of meaning, the smallest unit of a language. Um, but not every morpheme can be used alone. We always use this word example, unexpected. Uh, so un is a morpheme in English. It's a chunk of meaning. That means something, that un. Uh, expect is a chunk of meaning. It's a morpheme. And id, ed, is also a morpheme. It has meaning. But only un and id cannot be used as words. Expect can be used as a word on its own. And characters are exactly the same. Xiong is an equivalent of un or id. Xiong uh, means older brother, but it's not used 
啊、uh, ，He's my 兄 ，You don't say that. You say 他是我的哥哥，他是我哥哥。He's my older brother. Uh, so 哥哥 is like expect.、Um, right. So the next one is Charles Siegel on the Phase Three Blueprint expansions. So this is an important one because a lot of people、um, uh, on the course might need to know this. He says, "Are we supposed to be able to fill in the blanks of the sentences before moving on, or is comprehension the goal? What about the tones? Without pinion, my tones are all over the place. The recorded dialogue helps, but I can't remember them every time." Okay, so I would say the first two、uh, are is your minimum. That's what you're expected to do, minimum. So you need to、uh, the way our sentences are, we have closed delete. So we delete one character. You need to guess what that character is, and you need to understand the sentence as a whole, and 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 understand what it's trying to say.、Um, and that's it. That's your minimum requirement. And then if you do that, you can move on. You have passed that card. Now the extra stuff. What about tones? What about opinion? My tones are all over the place. Without the opinion,、uh, the recorded dialogue helps, but I can't remember every time. So, you know, to to be able to、uh, to ask yourself to ask this of yourself to be able to,、uh, I must not only understand the sentence but pronounce it out loud perfectly every time, and then pass the card. That's too much. That's too much to ask. That's a separate issue. You know, you can use and you can. Can practice that sometimes, but that's so energy sapping. If you had to do that every time, it's difficult for me as well to to shadow out loud. It's tiring, and it, you know your mouth gets dry, your throat hurts as well. On top of everything else, your brain hurting. So do that when you have lots of energy, maybe at the beginning of your session,、uh, or towards the end, or whatever. But don't do it constantly, and that's you shouldn't hold yourself to that standard. If you're if you're having problem with your tones, then You know, you can spend extra time、uh, on shadowing, like, or shadowing, or you know, reading out aloud what you're reading and listening to. But、uh, it's a separate thing、uh, that you should work on、uh, separately. And you can also—that's another thing I mentioned tutors earlier. You can also get a tutor for that、uh, on Italki to help you out and、uh, um, grade your pronunciation. But I think that personally, I think that shadowing on its own is more than enough to to sort that out. But you could, but a tutor being there if you have the money to pay them, or you know, if you the effort, the energy to maintain a free language tutor relationship. So there's that.、Um, so yeah, good luck with that,、um, Charles. Let me know how it goes. Next one here is Richard Krauss on、uh, just look at how that solid, how solid that foundation is. So this is the end of the、um, beginner、uh, foundation course. Sorry. So this is a thousand words, six hundred characters. You by the end of this course, this、uh, first course, you learn how to read and write all of them in sentences and understand them.、Um, so it's, it's a great, great achievement to get there. I probably have come in the, at the rear of the race, quote unquote, starting from near zero Mandarin knowledge, albeit surrounded by Hanza in, in Chinese characters in Southeast Asia for 24 years. I have averaged fewer than two characters a day. I took up Mandarin Blueprint on a whim. Thanks to a recommendation, with very little confidence in making it this far. Thanks to Luke and Phil and your team for your endless content. Will I ever catch up? Well, at two characters a day, maybe, probably not, because we're going to keep putting out new stuff. Well-organized platform and virtual coaching. I've I've been motivated to study every single day, and MB was especially wonderful to have during the COVID-19 lockdown period. 
after a short rest <laughs> with 250 Anki cards a day to whittle down, I will be pleased to soldier on. That's just fantastic. Thank you, Richard. Thank you very much. Uh, Irene Ong uh, on Make a Movie for Yu, which means Jade. She says, does it mean that as we progress along, we can drop off the set when making the movie? Will it make a difference if the character can stick in our memory? Well, I mean, if you're doing it, if you, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to remember the set. Uh, it's, it is a problem that a, a fair, fair few people have, uh, especially early on. So I can't remember my set. I can't remember my set, but it's it's pretty easy to solve, and uh, it's a big part of the method. You know, remember it. You know, having the the, the set there. It's a, it's a it's the pinion, and you need that to attach to. It's uh, the way Chris Thompson described it. That I thought was very good. Is uh, every aspect of this memory palace technique is like a handle on a boppet. Is it boppet? I don't know. Is it? I'd never had the toy myself, but I'd seen it. You know, one of those that bop it things. It's like a handle, and that handle or hook, if you like, that that can explode into all sorts of other links to your other parts of your brain. And what I'm trying to say is, if you get rid of the set aspect, not only will you find it hard to remember the pinion spelling, because that's the you know the the uh, final of the character that you're learning. But you also you're you're cutting away a handle, a hook that could help you remember that character in a pinch. So no, I don't recommend you do that at all. It will make a difference. Um, I don't know how big of a difference because no one has ever not applied the sets to the method that I know of. But I would not recommend it. Next one here is from Dom Thompson, and he just says, "30 characters today, a new record. Isn't that just amazing? Level 42." So he's still got a long way to go, actually. Like he's, he's probably what, seventy percent done. So it's pretty, pretty darn good. Yeah, level fifty-seven is the end. So maybe seventy-eight percent done. Thirty characters a day, he's doing. Isn't that great? So that's learning how to read, uh, as in understand the meaning of a character, uh, pronounce, or at least one of the pronunciations, and write it. He's learning learning how to do that for 30 characters a day um, using the method. I don't know how long uh, Dom's spending on each character, but I remember him saying like a minute or something. So, wow, well done. Um, I, I believe, uh, uh, I'm sure that you, you, you can do 100 a day uh, once you get towards, you know, if you, if you really put in the effort. But I, I, I mean, wait a minute though. I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to talk down to you on this because it seems like, if you, you talk about 30 days, 30 characters and all the words and like all the sentences too, because that would be insane. I, I, Dom is also capable of something like that as well. So, but yeah, either way, it's still impressive. So well done, Dom. Um, let me know if you break that record. Christine on, uh, this is a story, uh, one of the stories or dialogues that you unlock in in the course. And she says, and can read and understand it after all. Wow, awesome. Just reading it at less than a snail's pace for now, but still. Reading is reading, Christine. Well done. And it's going to be really slow at first, like too, super slow. Because you're going, when you're that, that period that we talk about a lot where you're trans, transforming, transgressing, what's the word? Trans, you're going through a transitioning. There we go. You're going through a transitional period of recognizing individual characters 
and words and phrases and then reading them all sewn together in a sentence it's really trippy doing that for the first time and it will be for weeks and months maybe um it depends how much you put in a day will be for many hours like maybe 10 15 hours of reading just picking that out of my out of the air <laughs> um but yeah there is a period of that where you, you know you have to but you keep putting in that practice you will speed up I remember Rosan. I always refer to Rosan because he's one of our star students. Um, he finished the entire course, you know, four thousand words, fifteen hundred and thirty characters, reading, writing, understanding everything. Done, did all of the, everything, like all the sentences, seven thousand sentences, um, fifty. I think at that time it was fifty or so long form content stories, dialogues, everything he reviewed. And uh, you know, he said that when it comes to our content that he's used to, you know, he's seen it in uh, flashcards a lot and stuff like that. Reading just became like he could read it just as fast as his native language, German. So um, you know, uh, it just takes practice. Uh, that sounds cliche, but that's it. Really, is that really is that simple? So keep exposing yourself, keep reviewing those cards, and you'll be reading uh, much faster very soon. Matt Schubert. Uh, on new vocabulary unlock for Gambe <laughs> just says this word almost got me into trouble when I first visited my Chinese partner's family in China we had all we all had big glasses of baijiu like uh, white spirit is what they call it uh, and I thought Gambe was equivalent to cheers in English which is just a single swallow of the drink and not draining the whole glass I was informed later that it tends to mean more like bottoms up and you're all expected to, to drain the glass her parents gave me a hard time for that one. Yeah, so you were just sitting there sipping the baijiu and putting it down. Oh, that's a big no-no. <laughs> yeah, it makes you. It's not that you're, you know, people are not going to get offended by that. It's just, but it just you just look like a wuss. <laughs> people, are, oh, he can't handle it. So yeah, nice one, Matt. All right, brilliant. So that's all of the uh, emails and comments that we've had from you this week. Let's move on to the movies. Uh, how many movies we've got this week? Not too many. We've got a nice handful here. Uh, obviously, as as we mentioned a while back, we're only um, looking at the movies from later on in the course now, so after like 105 characters. Uh, and we've already actually amazingly filled... We've, we've, we've used your wonderful stories and made clips that are now in all of the lessons in the entire foundation course so before when we first released this curriculum we only covered up to 105 characters so 300 videos there packed in there and then no videos after that because we just, we wanted to get it out you know we wanted to get the course out we didn't have time to make but now because of this podcast and and reading out your stories uh, scenes on camera and cutting them up We've now filled up the entire foundation course and a bunch of the intermediate course too. Obviously, that's still a work in progress. So, we're taking only uh, things that we uh, from the for the intermediate course. People that are in that level, um, past levels, thirty-seven and up. Uh, for now, anyway. Obviously, this could change down the line, but this, you know, we have to we have limited resources, so we want to focus it on on the things that could enrich the course better. Um, so, Ramona. <coughs> says uh, on make a move or si, uh, which means to consider as in si si she says my S character standing in front of the entrance of my childhood home holding a Rubik's cube that's a cool prop for that um, for that uh, field component in one hand and a beautiful red necklace in the shape of a heart on the other hand so dear Ramona what would you pick 
the cube or the necklace? The necklace, right? Like any other typical girl. <laughs> so dear, you consider me a typical girl. Now that, that went a very different way to what I expected. So I maybe you didn't write this, but like I thought you were going to say, uh, you know, watch yourself, like considering, like maybe putting your hand here and like considering which one. And that's the end, you know, but uh, you, you use like a phrase, a turn of phrase, like consider me a typical girl. So that's, I mean, that's very audio. It's not visual, but I don't know. Because sometimes at Ramona, you, you don't mention all the details. I, I, get, the, I get that feeling from your scenes. Um, you, you probably did do something what I meant, like what I mentioned, but you just didn't write it down. But in general, as a rule, guys, is just make sure that when you're imagining a keyword, you show it visually on some level. Like it has to be visual as well. I know people say, you know, we're all, some people are audio based, some people are visual based, but it's got to be visual because everything else can tend to slip away. Uh, everything else is, in my opinion, is uh, supporting the visual. You know, you have smell, you have touch, you have sound, all this sort of stuff. Uh, but there must be some visual there uh, to some degree. But uh, I do love the fact that it's very simple. It's just, which one do you want? <laughs> These two props, which one? Uh, and that's it. And that's all you need as well. Uh, fantastic. So Della Fuller on uh, make a movie for, uh, what's that? My eyes are so bad. Do my goodness. The computer's literally right in front of me. <laughs> like, my eyes are really bad, guys. All right, here we go. Uh, Door as in to read. <clears throat> Dumbledore has fallen on hard times since the end of the Harry Potter series. He has shown up in my childhood home kitchen wearing a trench coat and is opening each side to display the many Harry Potter books he has to sell my family. <laughs> His pitch is that parents need to encourage their children to read and these books will do just that. This is a hilarious setup, but again, just like with Ramona's uh, story previously, for um, for si uh, as in si the si to consider, uh, I would recommend that you show someone reading in this. It's a good idea to always have that visual element. So it's a, it's a great setup. I don't know. Um, you haven't you haven't indicated exactly what the props are. Uh, but I'm assuming that the trench coat is something and the book maybe as well. Um, but it should be, it should be, oh yeah, of course the trench coat because it's my, right? Um, uh, I can't see the written, uh, the component for the speech component on the left. I'm not seeing that. I might be missing it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The concept that you're going for is really good, but show one of your parents, maybe, or yourself picking up the book and reading it or having a great time, something like that at the end, you know. Uh, show that Kodak moment that we often refer to. Show that. So basically, what I mean is show all of your props, the actor and the keyword in one snapshot. Try to do that for every single scene. That will simplify it as well. Don't add several, you know, because it will stop people from doing what a lot of people do, which is. They, they make like a mo literally a movie, not just a movie scene, like a movie um, out of what they're doing and, and several steps to it, which is admirable and it is very effective and entertaining. But sometimes parts of that movie scene or movie can fall away and it can be confusing down the line. So anyway, uh, great job overall, Della. Uh, another one from Della is uh, for Make a Move for Jian, which is an article uh, It's used for as in article of clothing. Uh, 
一件衣服，一件衣服，呃、uh, ，I don't know why I said that weird。一件衣服 ，really accentuate the full the。一件衣服，一件衣服。呃、uh, ，Jessica is in the in Sharon's backyard. The rock is there as well, and a cow. <laughs> so they're the two props. The rock is naked because he has misplaced all of his articles of clothing and has placed the cow in front of him for modesty. Like that. Thanks for keeping it family friendly. His clothing is scattered across the yard.、Uh, Jessica gathers each article up one by one and hands each article on the cow's horns so that the rock can dress again. I really like that. It's 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 difficult to do this, isn't it? With jian, like with article of clothing. But I, the, the, what you what you've done there, Della, is you've picked up each one individually to show that you're talking about 一件衣服一件衣服一件衣服 You're picking, then and and it works very well.、Um, so that one. I don't have any issues with that at all. Well done, good job.、Uh, James Braun on make a movie for、uh, Lue or Yue, depending on、uh, what the pronunciation is. So Yue, it's used in Yin Yue, which is、uh, or Yue Er, it means sounds nice, or Yin Yue means music.、Um, but it's going to also be Lue. Isn't that interesting? So that, that's the keyword we've chosen, which is delight, essentially happiness. Just I'm happy. Lu,、uh, and in the north, this is something I picked up actually from my my mother-in-law. My 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 wife's mother has、uh, she comes from the, the north in Changzhou.、Uh, it's like Beifang, you know, northern. And、uh, instead of saying uh, like uh, oh he's happy, like ta gao xing la, they say ta lu la, ta lu la. He's like ah ta lu la, yeah, because she was talking about my baby, like my baby was smiling. He's like, ah, talula. He's happy, he's smiling. Just as an interesting little tidbit, I'd, I'd never heard that before. She came down and visited.、Um, anyway, so we chose lua for that. Usually, it's it's used in the word quiet lua. That's the most common usage of it. There's a large factory. So we have prop props are factory, and a giant maple leaf. So there's a large factory in the backyard of my E set. Inside the factory, auditions for an American Idol type reality show are taking place. And I am one of the, the judges. The first contestant is my I actor, or L, sorry, L actor, who starts singing the song "Afternoon Delight." Very nice, very catchy. It is incredibly off-key. The camera、uh, captures the eye rolls of me and the other judges. Just as he is finishing, a giant maple leaf falls from the ceiling and lands in front of him. Stop! Stop! I say, what's that maple leaf all about? Oh my God, this is a long one. <laughs> I just realised this is like a whole script. Awesome.、Uh, nothing really. I just thought it would enhance my act. He says, "Get out of here! <laughs> you are awful, and not going to the next round."、Uh, so that's the Simon Cowell, is it? He walks off very disappointed. The next contestant, contestant is my. <laughs> I just love that. Get out of here.、Uh, the next contestant contestant is my U actor who walks in, looks dazed, looking dazed and very confused, as if she doesn't know where she is. She sees the maple leaf, picks it up and stares at it, twirling in her hand. Excuse me, I say. What kind of music are you going to sing today? Hmm, I don't know. She says. What kind of music do you want me to sing? I roll my eyes, thinking it's going to be a long day. The camera shows the factory from the outside. Lights going out. That's the end of the reality show episode. I really love what you did there. Again, this is what I was referring to earlier, where people have like a a scene with many different stages to it.、Uh, it's like a mini movie, essentially, right? And、uh, it's fantastic. It's、uh, I love the effort. I love the entertainment of this. 
Um, if you wanted to just like hack it though, if you wanted like just just to cut down the time and effort, you could just you could just use that first scene and end there. But you know that, James. I can tell that you're just doing it because it's fun. Um, uh, cool. This next character is from Christine, uh, and uh, it means evening. And it's a rather rare. It's never it's never used on its own, but uh, it's in uh, it's in a, a few words and a compound words. And she says. Okay, I will take a stab at this. Shelley, my XI actress, is busy practicing kung fu with a samurai sword outside my childhood home entrance. It is getting dark since it is becoming evening and she is frustrated since she can't see a thing. Up walks Mr. Spock with special eye drops he bought along from outer space. He drops it in her eyes and she suddenly can see in the dark so she can keep practicing in the evening. I really like that. And, and to show that again, make it visual, right? You could show that you can actually show her eyes lighting up, like they're glowing in the dark, or they're, they're creating some sort of light source, just to, you know, so just to make that extra clear. Um, but uh, yeah, I really, really like that. Well done. So you've got Samurai Sword, Doctor, uh, Mr. Spock, sorry, not Dr. Spock. Someone's corrected me on that, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, a drop. I really like that. Well done, Christine. Um, and there's lots of cool things you can you can add to that to tweak it, but you don't need to. So well done. All right. So that is that's it today. That is episode 100. I'm honoured to get the 100 spot. And uh, Phil is going to be, I believe, is going to be away next week. And so I'm going to switch to odd numbers after that at some point, I suppose. So he'll get 200, won't he? All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope it was good for you. I hope it was helpful and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.